Johnny, it's been a while. It's been a minute. A couple I mean, of weeks. Yeah, it sure has. It's been a couple of weeks. I mean, we had the holiday break. Yep. And we missed you before that. Yep. I was out. Had uh, My daughter was not feeling well. Caught whatever was been going around. And so had to take a sick day. Did you watch rom-coms while we were talking about rom-coms when you were laying around the house? Is that what you did? No. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, no. No. But you got ready for Thanksgiving. I yes. got ready. Got okay. ready for Thanksgiving. Kind of like started off into the into the break early. Um, you know, we had a couple of big hockey games a couple of weeks ago, and so getting ready for those, and then right into the break, and now here we are back from Thanksgiving, and you know, there's there's really no break between Thanksgiving and the season we're about to get into on good take bad take today. That's right. Hey, uh, in fact. Interestingly enough, I did receive a f- some feedback on our last okay. uh, good take, bad take, that the the list that we presented, that the rankings, were missing a movie, completely missing a movie that they felt was a rom-com okay. from the 90s. And yeah, yeah. What they ready? Yeah. Four Weddings and a Funeral. It wasn't even on our list. It wasn't on their list, I should say, that yeah. we talked about. And there were 19 listed. Yeah. Right? That's, and That's a miss. So- I went back and reviewed, and sure enough, it's definitely a, a rom-com. It's definitely 90s, and it definitely has to be considered because it was Hugh Grant. Yeah, it's a ranking for sure. Hugh Grant, if you're talking about rom-com figures yeah, from the 90s. For sure, in top 20. It should be in that list. Yeah, in fact, uh, thank you to uh, one individual. We'll just we'll call him Troy because that's what his name is. <laughs> right, Troy. <laughs> who, who did say... It was his favorite, and I yeah. I just mentioned Notting Hill, right? Because we we had a couple sure. that said Notting Hill, which had Hugh Grant in it. So, right. so of course they're saying you can't forget four weddings and a funeral. I agree. I agree with Troy. Yeah, that's a miss on that list. And uh, you know, you make the thing is there are so many rom coms, especially '90s rom coms, that I could see how they'd miss it, but that's a that's a mistake. I, I find it's a mistake to disagree with Troy most of the time. So there you go. There you go. So <laughs> Troy, you're right. Yeah, uh, that's a miss on the list, and so you know, four weddings and a funeral should be in there. I'd probably put it around twelve and twenty for me. There is a Hugh Grant that we're going to be mentioning today. Oh yeah. So today's good take, bad take is a ranking of Christmas movies that we found on Entertainment Weekly by Chris Nashawati, and uh, that begs the question, right? We had a big lead in when we talked about rom coms because we had to define rom coms. So now comes the argument: When does Christmas start? Oh man, Gianni. Well, I mean, for me, Christmas starts right after Thanksgiving. So, but this year, it started officially. Like we broke out the Christmas decorations. So that's kind of the signifier in my family of like it's Christmas season. Is uh, we break out the boxes and the bins of Christmas stuff, and the tree comes out. We don't do a, a live Christmas tree at the Lubinacci house. Uh, you know, got a fake tree, but we unbox the tree and start going through all the ornaments and all the Christmas decor comes out. And, you know, uh, my daughters were homesick from school a little early. That break started a little early. And so heading into Thanksgiving proper, so Wednesday before Thanksgiving this year, which is about a day early, about a day and a half early for me usually, we broke into the official Christmas season. And okay. we watched a ton of Christmas movies. All weekend, set up, set up all the decorations. Had you know Thanksgiving kind of traditional Thanksgiving, and then right into you know um, Christmas season, Christmas movies, plans for Christmas, all that. What was it growing up in Detroit? What was what was Christmas? Because I, I don't think these Southerners, you know, with no snow, experience the same thing that we in the Frozen Chosen will call ourselves by our experience. And Detroit Thanksgiving was always football. I mean, yeah. it was football oriented. And uh, I would say it wasn't until more recent years that Christmas started to happen right at, like right after Thanksgiving. Sure. I feel like there was a, there was a slower transition to it. Um, but I would say, you know, coming like, like a week or so after Thanksgiving, we'd start setting up Christmas things. And, you know, so. the, uh, we, we're not doing a, we're not doing a football ranking or a sport ranking uh, list this time, but you know the beginning of Rudy when when the all the brothers and the friends are out playing uh, football football in the snow. Yeah, snow yeah. tackle football. You can tell it's it's reaching you, dusk period. Yeah, it's it's uh, of course it's all wood fire at that point. So you see all the houses there and and they are in uh, like Illinois. Yeah, right. 
But that to me was like, oh, that that sound that looks and sounds familiar. There were plenty of Christmases where there are there were plenty of Thanksgivings with snow in Detroit. It wasn't common. I mean, it was yeah. cold, but uh, lots of lots of playing football outside for sure. Lots yeah. of watching football. I mean, the Lions have played Thanksgiving Day forever. Sure. So I mean, now there's several games on Thanksgiving Day, but there was a time there was only one, and it was Lions and the Bears or Lions and the Packers. It was always a conference game, and Lions was a big football game. Friday after Thanksgiving was always high school state championship. Mm-hmm. So got to rep my alma mater. Got to play <laughs> that, those games all the time. And so, you know, it was big high school football day in sure. Detroit. Um, so, you know, day after Thanksgiving, that sort of ended high mm-hmm. school football. College football's starting to pick up steam. Right. Like right. Still right. have right. rankings. So, um, you know, it was always a big football weekend. It wasn't too heavy on the Christmas till I would say more later years. And then in my own household, it was probably like closer to like the COVID era. We were just like grabbing for anything, you know, any new activity to do right. at the house. And so Christmas came a little earlier that year. Uh, but this year, you know, it was over Thanksgiving break. You know, usually mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving, clean up and start busting out the, put away the fall decor and break out the Christmas. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For us, uh, of course, growing up in Western Washington, we didn't really have snow Thanksgiving most of the years through even even to Christmas, there was no snow. Snow came in maybe January, February. That's when most of the time I, I, if my recollection is correct, that's when we would have snow, but it felt Christmassy. You know, that, that to me was Christmas. But did you, um, did you have any traditions where you, everything was Christmas morning, you opened all yours or did you do Christmas Eve or, or things like that? Or did you do one on Christmas Eve? You know, there are all those kind of traditions out there. Oh, yeah, man. We had big, you know, big Italian family. So we had Christmas parties starting. Lupinacci's an yeah. Italian name, huh? Yeah. big. Would have never guessed. Chris, Christmas parties starting as early as like the second week of December. You know, family gatherings from different sides of the family, different, you know, um, you know, excuses to basically throw a Christmas party. Uh, but the big ones in our family growing up were We'd always go to my dad's sister's, my aunt's house on Christmas Eve. Uh, we'd always go to her house for dinner and we'd sort of open some like some gifts with, with, with my aunt. And then we had Christmas morning at home. And then all of my, my mom's sisters and her brother all lived pretty close together on the same, within, I would say, within a mile or two of each other. And we would all go early when I was young to my grandparents' house and we would be there all the whole families like you know nice. 50 60 people deep in a tiny place mm-hmm. uh for like christmas day like long lots of food lots of eating lots of cousins running around that kind of thing sure. and, and that tradition just carried on i mean still today i'm not in detroit i've been home for a couple christmases but it's just tough to travel at the holidays now man it's like terrible it's like quadruple <laughs> the cost it's all the stress but when you have kids doesn't oh, uh, don't you become you become your old man you become yeah. grumpy you yeah a little bit i mean and it's just more it feels more festive as much as i miss everybody yes it feels more festive to be home uh and enjoying the calm of christmas than all of that travel yeah. Um, it's a lot to travel at, at the holidays for folks who do it and kudos to you because the because the you know the reward is you're with extended family and there's nothing like that so that's always a great thing but 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 the the nightmare of that oh the nightmare. i mean look it's at trying nightmare. to get home yeah. for home alone planes trains automobiles you know you got classic <laughs> movies which is listed by the way generally is a it's a thanksgiving yeah uh, movie not yeah. a christmas movie that's right there are very few that are designated as Thanksgiving movies. Hence why we didn't really do a good take, bad take on Thanksgiving movies. I, I realize now, years later, that my parents were just selfish, right? So here's what happened. But now now as I age, I also realize that I'm just I'm this, just as selfish. And I understand and I appreciate I, I empathize with their, their plight, uh, which was we would, as kids, we'd wake up at like 4.45, 5 o'clock in the morning, right? And And now I could still see my dad like just... Absolutely looked like he went through the ringer, you know, had to get up. And so there were some years where it was like, uh, kids, you know, we love you so much. Uh, let's go out for a drive, you know. And then he'd call the neighbor and the neighbor would come over and, and take all the packages out from where my dad told him they were and put them under the tree because it was wow. Santa, you know. Yeah, yeah. Santa showing up and this and that. And, and uh, now I realize that my dad just wanted us to open on Christmas Eve so he didn't have to wake up as early on Christmas. Not, which, not, a, which, not a bad plan. No, but now as I age too, I realize uh, yeah, that's a selfishness I can get behind. <laughs> the scene in A Christmas Story where they're all driving the car before the tire, before the fudge, you know, 
uh, they're all, you know, they're all singing, the family singing, it's loud, and the dad's just kind of there driving, and that's me. That's me now. I, yeah. I recognize this. <laughs> and then, and then later in my, like in my teen, teenage years, I, I was friends with, with, with some Jewish families and I loved being able to be a guest in their celebrations of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, several days of celebration. This is, this is, this is fantastic. And how many of those friends also celebrated Christmas? Uh, some, some, some doubled down because <laughs> they had like, you know, like, uh, like split families, family traditions there, but. But I'd say most of them were pretty traditional in the facts. And so getting to experience different holiday experiences was always really awesome. Just sort of, I, I mean, always growing up, I would say like once December hit in late, late November is for sure early December. It just started like holiday celebrations kind of through till New Year's. And even in some of those, like, like growing up in traditional families, like traditional like Catholic families and some Eastern or East Eastern Orthodox families in the community, like the Christmas season went all the way well into January, mm-hmm. all the way to, you know, extended out. So, I mean, it was festive time of year. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that time of year. It sort of helps with the extra long, dark day. Hate it. Extra long, dark days. Hate it. I mean, you're right. There's all these Christmas parties and holiday parties and food celebrations. And you know, we both mm-hmm. do love an excuse. As you can tell. Eating. Yeah, we would we would put a picture of the two of us online, uh, but there's no no screens are only so white these days, you know. That's that's amazing. Well, I will tell you when we lived in Asheville, North Carolina, an amazing place to live. Great place. The the uh, the Vanderbilt estate, the Biltmore, is down there. Yeah, uh, just outside of Asheville, and uh, we went through. I'm gonna say it this way: we made the mistake of going through at Christmas time once. Oh, everything was uh, gorgeous. But what did they have in every single room of the house? A big Christmas tree. Yeah. So my wife gets this harebrained idea that we're going to have a tree in all of the rooms of our house, right? So we do get one real tree every year. Okay. That goes in our, uh, like our main dining room area, you know, that's a kitchen dining room. And that's the real tree. And then there is a fake tree in all the other rooms, varying in size. We've got one in the entryway that goes way up because the entry goes, uh, has a bigger ceiling and living room, you know, home office, like all the kids, their bedrooms have little small ones. Like, thanks, thanks, Bill Moore, for ruining this. Remnants of Asheville, the Adel era. Now, when is the time to take it down? Because I'm at January 1st, it's coming down. All the decorations are coming down. Yeah, I would say... I I'm eager to get them down because I'm I, of late I've put them up pretty early. You want your space back too? Yeah, yeah. I start getting antsy to get the space back. Uh, so I would say depending on my plans for New Year's, um, I like them down a little before New Year's. Usually a day or two before New Year's, and you know we're lucky we're for the most part on break. There's no classes in session or anything, and so um, you know there's some flexibility around that. But you know I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I've left them I've left them out especially outdoor lights. I mean, I've been guilty before of not, I mean, as long as I have them down by Easter, I feel like I'm making the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, it's first warm day for outside lights. And then, and then I like to get the stuff down by new year's. Excellent. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do today. Very similar to the rom-coms. We're going to, we're going to go through the list. We're, we'll hit all 20 of them, but we're not going to talk in, in, at length. Uh, we will, we maybe have a few comments about each. Yeah. Sidebar on things. Come on. And then, and then when we're all done, then we'll discuss the, the grand total of, of this, whether this is a good take or a bad take. Yep. List. So again, this was from entertainment weekly. Thanks to Chris Nashawati. I think I got that right. Uh, about, um, for putting this together and. Without further ado, number 20, the Santa Claus, the 1994 one with Tim Allen and uh, of course, Tim Allen. We all remembered him from Home Improvement, and so he uh, he then expanded his portfolio a little bit when he went to the Santa Claus. This, in terms of traditions, this is a tradition in my family. We watch this at least once a year around Christmas time. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's list worthy. Uh, I'm, it's not one of my go tos, uh, but I see how it makes a list, and it's pretty. I would, you know, I'd include it in top twenty, and I'd have it up here. Uh, you know aligned with where Chris has it. It makes the cut, but just barely. It's not one of my favorites, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Also, Chris 
but plus there's Judge Reinhold, which is true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why, but he he just yeah. When I look at him, I it makes me laugh, smile, I guess, in a good way. Number nineteen, Grinlin- Gremlins, nineteen eighty four. Uh, yes, let's just throw this right off. Uh, you know, right off the bat, let's get this out of the way. Uh, it says not a Christmas movie per se. Yeah. But it's set during the holidays in a snowy Norman Rockwell esque town, and so as our as our producer engineer Biggie Biggie SF said, uh, it is a movie for people who like movies. Yeah, you know, has it, it? I I love this movie. Growing up, I never really think of it as a Christmas movie, but I but I like that it made this list because it's a nod to those kinds of movies that are tangent to the holiday. Yeah, but you can't help but remember the scenes of it being Christmas. And I guess that's pivotal to it. So great film. Um, God, I was terrified of it when I was a kid. It was <laughs> it's like it went from like, oh, adorable to to terrifying in a split second. Um, you know, don't feed your gremlin after midnight. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, and I just, I couldn't stop thinking as a kid, like, what, what kind of gift is that, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember the plush toys. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And Absolutely. 18 National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation from 1989. This is it, an absolute classic in my house. Yep. It is a classic in my whole family. And of course, for me, and you might agree, it or to, to me, it, it's one of the most quoted, easy to quote Christmas movies there is. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to to just you know go a little hard on this list. I can't believe it's so far down or so. You know, there are so many people who like this one. Yeah, this is a classic to me. I might even, I mean, there's so many Christmas movies and I love the season. I might even have a top five. So like, I'm really on the opposite end of this. It's pro, it's become my favorite National Lampoons. I mean, yes. growing up, Chris, uh, you know, summer vacation and European vacation yeah. were like so amazing. But over time, time rested, right. you know, Christmas vacation, it's a, there's, it's a must watch every year. It's it's probably in my top five. It's at least in my you know top fifth percentile on these lists. And so there are, there are only a few things that Alan Chris from the original you know summer vacation, the original vacation that I I truly remember standing for about a second at the Grand Canyon, the little head nod, and then and then Grandma on the top of the car like Mitt Romney had his oh, yeah. dog, you know, just like yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. The, but other than that, I mean, this is the movie that I've seen the most. Yeah, uh, I just bought my dad one of those novelty shirts online. It says "Save the neck for me, Clark." Yeah. <laughs> so there are just so many quotable things that that I it's hard it, it if I were a if I were a, a film critic would I say that this is a film that is uh just rich with everything that a good film is supposed to have probably not, right? But it, but it, it's so quotable and it's so fun to watch. Doesn't that make a good movie? And it's all unarguably a Christmas movie. I mean, the whole thing 100%. is about Christmas yep. and it's created so many like you said quotable moments or reference cultural moments over the years. I mean, we even drive around looking at lights, and I don't think my kids know this movie well. I mean, my older daughter might recognize it and know of it in reference, um, but they know. Please like, don't tell me this is the leg hound. No, but, oh, okay. But they know. But but they know. I'm like, oh, yeah, the mark. This is not safe for children. I was like, what does Clark Griswold live there? We drive past the house with you know, yeah, yeah lights on it. It's like it's like it's referenceable. That, and th- that there's a an RV. Yeah, that there's an RV. <laughs> Plus, you know what's full, right? Yeah, absolutely. Nah, there's so many good. So hard not to quote that here on the pod. So, well, I just don't want to have to market as uh, absolutely as, as safe, unsafe for children. That's so, right. Or an all all age audience. As of right now, it just goes over their head, right? You know. So let's just keep it there. Uh, yeah, for me, it's too low. Scrooged. Uh, it's 17 with Bill Murray, and uh, interestingly enough, Bill Murray's brother plays in in National Lampoon's Absolutely. Christmas Vacation. Yep. He's the big bad boss, you yep. know. And uh, anyway, my my kids give me a hard time because I always mention that every time I see him. I'm sure you do. I, well, I'm, I'm at an age where I, mean, I keep repeating. This is things. another one where I'm I I actually forgot about this film, but you know, when we started to review the list, I remembered. I was like, this is not one I watch often, but each time I saw it, I was like, that's actually a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. And and it follows a classic Christmas story. So I, well, it's a Dickens, yeah, you Christmas know, Carol. It's a yeah, take on it, Carol. Bill Murray. So I mean, I I don't know exactly where I'd have this not as low as Chris ranks it, but you know, somewhere in the middle. I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. 
yeah, I think it's a pretty uh, well um, placed ranking. Sixteen Die Hard. Ah, this is gonna. This is gonna. Die Hard. Die, die Hard. Uh, yes, I know you're either in the camp of you like it or or you you. It's a Christmas movie or it's not a Christmas movie. But for people who say it's a Christmas movie, uh, they're usually also inclined to to say it's way higher. Than yeah, exactly. That's what I, it's threw me off about this list. I like that they snuck it in. I mean, they they did so with Gremlins too. I think, I think, so. I think Die Hard is less of a Christmas movie than Gremlins, but it is a it, it it does fit the category of Christmas movie. Yeah. So here's the funny thing for me. I'm like uh, I I want to say yes because I I I want to be that guy that 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 that's the hill I want to die on. All of a sudden, for some reason, yeah. yes, it's a Christmas movie. It's funny, man. But, but here's it's the really thing: not a Christmas. But movie. if I were to say and be true to like, okay, it's a Christmas movie, would I stack it way down this low? I would actually. Yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's, it's if I were to stack action, yes. If I were to stack it against action adventure type films, then then I would say, okay, well, maybe it's a little higher than this or whatever. But like as a Christmas movie, if I'm going to say it and be true, it's just you don't ever get somebody who's like, yes, hundred percent, it's a Christmas movie that's going to say this low is okay. For listeners of other episodes, this is the Cafe Rio of Christmas movies. <laughs> people who love this are the equivalent of people who love Cafe Rio. Die Hard gas. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, that's borderline for them. For them. Okay, fifteenth uh, miracle on thirty fourth street. Now they they don't mention they don't have the newer one. They have the nineteen forty seven version uh, of that. So which I I I actually it's slower. I see this every year. I watch it all the time because Great. it's on, uh, and it's it's nostalgic. I mean, it's been on since our whole life. It's been on television at Christmas time, right. and so it's nostalgic. Um, I'm surprised it's 15th. Again, I don't know where I'd put it because there's a slew of movies I enjoy watching. Like, I queue up intentionally. This one I, I throw on because it's on usually on Christmas Eve late and I'm wrapping gifts or doing something, and it's nostalgic. But this film usually is another one that's much higher in most people's list. So I was surprised to see that 15. But in all honesty, I, I agree. It's pretty mid for me because I don't cue it up and watch it start to finish. I catch it on TV and I'm like, oh, hmm. this is a classic. Makes yeah. sense to have on. Here's one I never cue up. In fact, I've seen it once and that's about it. And I don't remember a whole lot about it. At 14, White Christmas. We're talking Bing Crosby, Danny Kay. And by the way, Danny Kay, you all know like Danny Kay. There, Danny Kay was mentioned in uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> in that one scene. I haven't seen this movie ever in my life. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I just saw a local production of this for the community theater, and it was in mid-October. So how do you do White Christmas in mid-October? Well, because it's, to me, it's not even really a Christmas movie. Now, it does start at Christmas with, um, you know, the the production that the, the gentlemen are doing there in the military. And then, of course, it comes full circle back around to, I, I guess it's kind of a, Christmas miracle at the end, but the majority of it, it almost feels more like a 1950s rom-com. Uh, but anyway, um, I have seen the uh, theater production, even though I don't really recall having seen the movie. I think I have, but don't really remember. 13 Nightmare Before Christmas. This also comes up when you talk about Halloween. I know. It's I mean, a weird thing that transcends the two. Really? In the Venn diagram, it goes right in the middle. Yeah. So, of course, Tim Burton. I like it, and I'd probably place it right about here. I place it really high on the Halloween movies, but it's actually a little bit more of a Christmas movie, and so I like that it's on the list. I'd put it around 10, so it's at 13, and I'm not total disagreement with Chris here. Hey, also another technically not a Christmas movie from 1983, Trading Places, so Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. And, uh, of course, Dan Aykroyd does wear a Santa suit. Yeah, I mean, I love this movie, so I'm excited to see it on here. Again, like it's sneaking in as as a Christmas movie. I think technically it's that at Christmas time. So, so, so. Chris, is, Chris is of the opinion, obviously, yeah. uh, that, that yes, if it is if it has the feel that. of something at Christmas, then let's go ahead and include it as a Christmas movie. So I, I appreciate Chris's inclusivity. Yep. And I, I do appreciate that just because you want to be that person who says that, it, yes, it's a Christmas, doesn't mean you have to immediately throw it up at one, two, or three on the list. So I, I, like, I like that. I like having, I love this movie. So I like having it in the, in the you know, in the go-tos of like, hey, let's watch a Christmas movie. How about Trading Places? Mm -hmm. Funny movie, man. So John Hughes, 
Number 11, uh, Home Alone. John Hughes, uh, of course, with Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, comes back with a Christmas one. Yep. And Home Alone, uh, let me just tell you a story. When I was in uh, college, undergrad, I took a, a film criticism course, and the instructor, the professor, uh, allow me to pontificate my greatness. You know, one of those, those kind of uh, professors uh, loved ragging on this movie about how I, I watch this every single year. I laugh so much every single year, but is it a good film? No, it is not a good film. And, and I, I, at that moment, had this epiphany as a student. If, if you watch it every year and you laugh every year and you want to watch it, can't that be a good film then? Isn't that what we try to do also to entertain? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, this is a classic. This is in top five. Home Alone's a great movie. It's it never gets. I mean, I watched it a couple days ago, and it never gets old. I cannot fathom now that I have kids, an eight year old. Uh, they're the youngest is twelve now, but <laughs> that the, this would ever even be a thing. Even never. for my nineteen year old, I'm not sure he would survive. Yeah, uh, you know any of this stuff. So, but uh, yeah, it's a sweet story though, and it's as a kid. When you watch this, because I was ten when this came out, yeah. you you envision yourself doing yeah. all these practical, yeah, you know, jokes you or def- pranks or how you would whatever, defend the how house. you defend the cave, you know. Oh yeah. Okay, number ten, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. We're talking the Burl Ives, nineteen sixty four. I mean, uh, here's the thing: the next three, and we'll get into them. Yeah, I'll just mention the next three. Yeah, just name. Well, no, I'm going to do the next two. Yeah. Uh, n- number nine was the year without a Santa Claus. 1974. What is not on this list that was in that same group was Frosty, Frosty the, the Snowman. And and I kind of feel like I guess they snuck him in here, Chris snuck him in because you really can't think about watching television at the holiday in the holiday season without these. I mean, they've been again been around our whole life. They've been on you know TV as long as I can remember, and they were on before I was right. even born. Yep. Uh, but so they are a huge part of Christmas culture and and the U.S. But to me, they're not movies, and mm-hmm. and not and like there's a whole maybe a whole genre that they they're not pretty, great shorts though either. They're, yeah, know? there's movie, there's TV special, but it's the same as like the Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, it's about the same length. Yeah, so I mean that's again they're not TV a movie special, but they were. And right? so I I mean I I think Chris nods gives a nod to him throwing them in here. I mean they're highly yeah. watched. Hey, what a um, great message of like equity and social justice, though. You know, conclusion into the list. Conclusion into but, the. But to me, it's taken up space, and he had to cut somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you but know, why? Why not have Frosty in that mix? That that one to me is weird. Yeah, the year without a Santa happy Claus. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> and yeah. then he, yeah. Well, we all tried to pretend we were Frosty going down the snow on our belly. You know. Uh, oh man, it, the, all three of these are classics. To me, though, I just don't group them in with. Christmas movies. They're like Christmas specials. Yeah. yeah. Watching this as a kid was a different experience than watching it as an adult. When I watch it as adult, as an adult, I'm not sure I feel the same way about Frost the Frosty one as I did when I was a kid. Like I don't like it as much. I don't know why I don't like it as much, you know, but I like the Frosty one a lot. Or uh, I like Frosty. I don't sorry, I think I messed that up. And Rudolph. I don't I'm not sure I like Rudolph the same as when I was a as when I was a, a kid, but I definitely like Frosty. And, and I'm, I mean, this is a nod back to where we started this episode is, you know, I think looking back, they were sort of a signifier of the Christmas season starting. Like they were on TV prime time, right about as school was winding down to be on break, but not mm-hmm. quite yet. And so it sort of signified it's Christmas season, probably, probably laden with commercials oh, toward the, the, the new toy Lincoln logs yeah. and tinker toys that Nintendo entertainment system. Well, that was a, a little bit later. I mean, but years of remembering yeah. watching this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I that came out in 64. Yeah. That's brutal. what I mean. They, they, that's why it's the day of nostalgia value. Yeah. They were on every year, like clockwork. They still are all in the special Technicolor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight is a, I think it's my wife's favorite, actually, The Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992. Of course, Michael Caine is Ebenezer Scrooge in this one. And uh, this is one that I, I've literally seen once. I've heard probably 40 times because when the family's watching it, I go, yeah, I got some work to do or something else. And so I can hear it from the next room. 
I just was never that enamored by this one. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites either. I love the Muppets, and it's an it's always an excuse to watch a Muppet movie, but it's not. It would it you have to have an rank, excuse for it, don't you? It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> rank that high for me. This one is an interesting one, and I've seen this on a few lists. I've seen it not on a few lists. Probably, probably those that try to parse between adult oriented versus not. Number seven on the list: Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton, and then uh, number six is another one that is more adult oriented. And uh, we mentioned Hugh Grant, so Love Actually, uh, which was from the same, you know, folks behind Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, and this is where I get confused about Chris's list because he includes TV specials, he includes some tangent films, and then I'm saying like, okay, he's just leaving out the holiday rom-com, which is his own genre. I mean, there is probably hundreds, but at least 25 decent holiday rom-coms. And so, you know, Love Actually comes up. I think it's a great film. It's a holiday one. Um, and Bad Santa. Bad Santa, I really, I also really like. I don't know that I would have it in my top 10, uh, but I think it would make my top 20. It's surprisingly pretty, pretty funny. Um, definitely not geared towards kids, so it's a little misleading. Uh, but, you know, then they go into Love Actually, and, and I thought, oh, man, you know, they miss a few classics um, the Family Stone, one of those. Uh, I feel like almost every year it's either on TV or catch it on Netflix. It's highly watched. Um, classic from the 90s, The Holiday. You remember that movie, Carmen Diaz and... Cameron uh, Diaz? Yeah. It, yeah, Cameron Diaz and what's the Titanic lady? Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. They like trade houses. That's a classic. Jack, early Jack Okay, Black. wait, are you... I'd never seen that one. Oh, my man. Oh, see. you like... So I think the rom-com is its own grouping, the rom-com holiday special, but then Love Actually pops up, and to me, it's kind of like a series of different mini rom-coms sort of woven together, and it's unique with a good soundtrack, and it's a a good holiday movie. Uh, Number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This this is, so this is very interesting. Um, Obviously, this is the Grinch that I was raised on. We're talking about the cartoon version again, like, like the TV special, right? The songs, everything like that. Uh, I still absolutely, I love this. I absolutely love this one. Yeah. Um, I think my family might watch it every year, but my wife loves, 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 loves the Jim Carrey version. Yeah, I agree. Love it. I think it's great. And I love it too, but there's zero place on here. It's not on yeah, the list at all. I was shocked. Now, they've got the Grinch from like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like the more cartoony. Yeah. Uh, I like that one You know, too. like Horton Here's a Who type, type uh, animation. Uh, I, I love the Jim Carrey one, but where is it? Yeah, it's not uh, on here. No, and I was pretty surprised. Again, I don't remember how long is How the Grinch Slow Christmas. I feel like it's also it's a about twenty special. something minutes, twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, so it's some short, short, not quite a short, like technically a movie short, but it's it's to me it's it's a TV special. So it makes sense on Chris's list, but I actually would put top ten Jim Carrey's The Grinch, and and I was a hater on that for a while. I, I was like. The first time I watched it, the second time I watched it, it's really good. Yeah, it's it really stuck with me, and and I had I had slept on. My wife watches the she loves listening to the Faith Hill. You know, where are you, Christmas? Yeah, it's I mean it's a great movie. It's really good. Okay, hold on, let's see here. Hey Google, how long is How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 1966? Well, it's not talking back to me. Okay, I'm training it well. Uh, 26 minutes. Yeah, so it's it's like a TV special. Wait, let's try this one. Uh, hey, Google. How long is Frosty the Snowman cartoon? 26 minutes. 25 minutes. Yeah. It's got to get into a television. It was television song. with the, the commercials. Yeah. And it might have been a whole hour block. Where they show two. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You're probably right. And they get a, bit, they get a bunch of um, commercial time in hey, there. If there was ever a movie, uh, uh, like... Kind of like if Napoleon Dynamite, one, right? If you had to pick uh, one. Where the first time I ever watched it, I was like, I don't like this. It's stupid. Second time I watched it, soup. I love it now. I absolutely love it now. See, Didn't I like it at first. Now I do. I was opposite. I was like kind of skeptical. Like, sure, I'll see this. It seems like it's probably going to be kind of funny. This is such a tease because we haven't mentioned what it is. And, like, and the listeners. Right. Like, then I went to see it and I instantly was like, this might be my number one. I watch it 
all year round. We we don't watch it all year round, but we do watch it every single year yeah. without fail. Oh, I watch it all year round. Do you know what we're talking about yet, listener? We are talking about Elf yeah. from 2003. So I did see it in 2003, and I was like, Sleigh. I I did too, and I instantly could not. I mean, I must have watched it five or six times when it came out. Yeah. I was pretty hooked on it. I was big into the comedies back then, and I thought, how brilliant. This film is actually hilarious. It's also a rom-com, technically. I mean, It is. Yeah. So, I mean, there's it re- this one really plays all the audiences <laughs> because it's also a nod to so many Christmas classics that they bring into it. And I'll, I'll be honest, I mean... The, the music in it is phenomenal. You see, I'm, I'm big on this. I'm excited talking about it. I know. I, I, think, <laughs> I think of the scene where uh, dad, the dad gets to the he's like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. What was, the, what was the context for that? It was like a card or something or the, the scene. I love you. And that was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing's kind of weird. It's brilliant. Like, who thought of this? Oh, so credit gosh. to Will Ferrell and to everyone that was part of that movie. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. I don't even know if I'm saying yeah, that. Name right. Zoe Deschanel. That, that was the first the, time I love it. Her, her sing, and I think it's the first time I really ever saw her in a film at that point or anything. Right. I was like, man, this 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 is unbelievable movie. Yeah. And how hilarious that this guy just takes over a department store, and I mean the whole thing is funny and the world's best coffee scene. Right. Right. Come on, man. There's not a. <laughs> there's, that's that's yeah, timeless. Absolutely. Uh, number three, another uh, made-for-TV originally. Chris Char- likes the TV specials. Yeah, a Charlie Brown. I, well, I do too. I yeah. do too, actually. A Charlie Brown Christmas, 1965. Uh, I mean, this to me, we just talked about Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown for Halloween and so on and so forth. But this is the one that I like. If yeah. there was a, But just like the other Charlie Browns, you go back and re-watch this and you're like, Man, the bullying that happened. Holy smokes. These yeah. these people are mean. Like like Alpha, you know, like, oh they're not no. nice people. No. Not nice it's kids. Classic though. <laughs> I mean it it's it's associated with Christmas. I think the whole Listen, thing you about it. the specials is it like it really is widely experienced as like a signifier of Christmas season. T V specials, all of these are classics. Um, they've stood the test of time. I mean, these came out in the sixties, right? And there's mm-hmm. still ones that they show in school, they watch at home. So Yep. Number two, a Christmas story from nineteen eighty three. I gotta tell you something. I love this movie. I it is top five for me. I love it. It's one of those that it's also it's a it's a lot slower than some of the other movies. When it is on on one of the it doesn't matter, it could be one of those twenty four hour you know, marathons marathons it could be it doesn't matter even at what point in the movie i turn on the television and it's there yeah i could start watching at any point and enjoy it my mother-in-law hates this movie with a passion with a passion i she feel hates like, it i feel like you either love or hate this movie i i can't figure out if entirely if it's the the scene where the 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 younger brother is eating you know what does a little piggy say or something in there that she just thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, this, but I was love this it. Movie is absolutely ridiculous. I have a, a little a Christmas a tree ornament of a little leg lamp, but my wife will not let me get the full leg lamp for our oh, Christmas decorations. For her. But you know, Wichita, uh, Wichita, um, uh, he, Wichita State head baseball coach Brian Green has a full leg lamp. His wife lets him. So okay. my wife has let me know, well, well, okay, well, she's better than I am. <laughs> so, I guess. I, guess. I, I won't lie with your wife, man. I, I know. Fine as a Christmas ornament. It's a little bit much as an actual decoration. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be year-round. It would just be as part of the whole Christmas season. But I love this movie so much. Now, let me ask you this question. Did you see last year when they came out with a Christmas I, story, uh, story or whatever? I, I haven't. I need to watch that because, I mean, I just didn't last year. Yeah. I was sort of like, put off by it for no reason. There's like, no reason to be put off by it. I, I felt like it was a very meaningful good. movie. Yeah. Right. And spoiler alert, I mean, I think it's pretty, I think it even says it in the, the, uh, the, the summary or whatever. Dad passes away. And so they go home, right? He goes back to home Got it. Yeah. for the Christmas season with his family to, to, you know, spend time with mom. And, uh, you know, he's in charge of, I think, writing the eulogy or something like that. But okay. it, was, it was very, it was a nice, it's yeah. a nice extension of the. Yeah, it was very meaningful, and it's a good way to put it years into the into the future. Yeah. I really, I really, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And my mother-in-law, I had heard that, and recently, you know, having lost both parents, I was like, no, we're skipping this one this year. Yeah. Well, and uh, interestingly enough, my mother-in-law, who hates A Christmas Story, liked that one. She did like that one. So, But that that is not on the list. It's classic. It makes my top 10, probably my top five. A Christmas Story makes my top five. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. It's a Wonderful Life. Do I watch it? That is the number one movie on here in 1946. It is a classic. Frank Capra, you know, uh, it to me, I I watch it around this time of year because it's accessible this time of year. Like it's there, it's, it shows up on everything. Yeah, to me, it's not even. I mean, it's not one of those where I ever consider ranking it against all the other Christmas movies. I feel like it stands alone as a classic, as a movie classic, uh, and so I I wouldn't even. I'm not saying it's wrong. It should be number one. That's where everybody has it. But at the same time, I don't even consider it to be in that group. It's not one I get out when it's like, hey, it's Christmas time. Let's let's decorate. Let's on watch. Christmas. Oh, it's a wonderful life. It's that's- one that's on close to Christmas. And I'm like, I have it on in the background because of the nostalgia, because it reminds me of, again, Christmas time my entire life. I mean, it's been on television every like every Christmas right. we've been alive. Right. So it's timeless. I understand it's a classic. It doesn't get into my top ones because I again I don't I didn't have the DVD of it. I don't Yeah, we like, didn't I either. Didn't, I didn't like pull it up and we didn't have the we didn't have the, the VHS. No, no. And many of these I had both VHS and DVD yeah, and these, now have the right. digital version saved right. on my my you know, my yeah, this was one that was on TV. Yeah. You know, and that's where Yeah, this I would watch it. So so I think I think you know if I look at that as number one I think Chris has it in the right spot because it is considered you know in that that whole uh, genre right I think it's in the right spot it's just I don't have it in the genre right I don't really consider it to be part of that I just I wouldn't rank it I do uh, yes it's part of that but I don't rank it as that group nor do I deduct points for somebody who does. You're right. I, I get it there. It's on a, it's on all the lists, number one. Right. And it's probably something to do with it's like cinema it's like it's cinema classic. It's yeah. So what are your top what are your top five then? Wow, I was just thinking about okay. that. And like one of mine, you're you're not gonna be surprised because you know me and you know the things I like. And it's gonna be in my top five. The worst movie, by the way, was Star the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, oh my worst. goodness. <laughs> worst. It's always the last on the Star Wars movies rankings. But um, you know, top for me, top Christmas movie is Elf. I love it so much, man. It's it's my favorite. Um, then and then after that I think I heard you say some of the same ones as I did. The Santa Claus, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. In there. Uh for sure. Na- Na- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is my number two. Uh, my number three, uh, I like the holiday rom-coms. I'm going to have to go with maybe my three. It's a t- Home Alone. Home Alone. I'll go three Home Alone, four. I'm going to pick one rom-com, and it's a tough, it's actually a close tie between Love Actually and Family Stone. I don't know about Family Stone. I really like Which that. Which is not listed on that. I know. I know. So I'm going to buck, buck the system here a little bit on that. But here's where my five spot is, is, is it belongs to, and it's not on this list. And man, I'll I will I will die on this sword. This is actually <laughs> one of my favorite Christmas movies. I watch it every year. Wait, what? Where are we going with this? Friday after next. Okay, I love the Friday movies. We could do a whole ranking of the Friday movies, but Friday after next Christmas movie, you know, Ice Cube. It's Fantastic! So I love this movie. I love it, man. My kids still—they still blame me for not getting an out for losing an hour and a half of their life because I had them watch Jingle All the Way, okay. a movie yeah, that's, that's so terrible. bad it's terrible. good. Like you know what I'm saying? You only watch it when you're in one of those kind of moods. Yeah, yeah. It do, it it has no place on this list. Yeah. It has a place on a, a list called So Bad It's Good. Yeah. But if I were to say my top five in in no order, but in my my top five, I would have to say uh, Christmas Vacation is one. Um, let's see here. I'm just going through the list. Uh, Home Alone is one. I think maybe Frosty the Snowman, which is not on here, is 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 might be one. You go with a special in the top five. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ooh, two two specials in the L five. And a, a Christmas story. Okay. I think. Now, again, no rom-coms for you, man. Well, Elf kind of gets yeah. rom-com fixed. Well, you already said it kind of 
checks okay. all the boxes. That's why it's my number one. It hits all. And of that's it. where I'm saying there's action scenes. He's right. running around, decorating. Right. And now it's a wonderful life. That's one of those where it's not on my list of top five. Could it be on a list of of meaningful movies? Yeah. Right. When you want to be a better person or feel inspired. Yeah. You know to sound like something. I know a lot about movies. I guess so. Yeah. Right. It's one of those like you can't. You can't not put it on. There. You can't be in that room with smart people. Right. I'm I'm not putting it on there. Instead, I'm saving space for Friday after next. Yeah. I like a funny Christmas movie. And then I snuck in, I put in oh, family stuff. Here's like the other one holiday that is not in here. So they aside from those Christmas specials, there are no like animated uh Christmas movies in here. Aside from those TV specials. So my family's really liked Klaus, which came out a few years ago. Sure. JK Simmons plays the role of Santa, like the voice of Santa. Yeah. Uh, wonderful movie. I've also seen uh, Arthur's Christmas yep. on a lot of Christmas movies, but that is not on this list. That's funny. Yeah. I'm not going to deduct on that one. Movies are funny. Uh, if you were to say good take, bad take, here's what I would say. I, I think overall it's a good take, but I would like to see Christmas Vacation way higher. I think it's down too far. I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm in the mid of this. I'm like, it's an eh take. Okay. I can't really say it's bad because I kind of see the logic in it and it flows. It makes sense. It's consistent. Right. I disagree less often than I agree. So I'm not like, Chris, this is a terrible list. I see his logic. I'm just like- Or her logic. You, you don't know her. Yeah, I don't know. We, we, uh, I, I, no, continue. I tried to- Gendered our author. Yeah. Mis- potentially misgendered our author. Yes. Hey, go ahead. Keep going. I, I interrupted. No, I mean, I'm just mid on it. I, I can't find fault to just shut this list down. I think it's a pretty good list, especially if you've never seen a Christmas movie. It's a great place to start. Yeah. This is a good list to pop power through. It's just missing some personal ones I would like in there, but I would I I see as unique to my taste. Okay. I am gonna give extra points for the fact that Chris said, like many people do, Die Hard, Trading Places, Gremlins are Christmas movies, but not then forcing it to be number one, yeah. two, and three. You know, best that Cabaret ever. Rio it. Right, Cafe Rio. It <laughs> listeners are like, "What the heck?" Well, this is our way to plug a, fe- uh, a former episode, uh, an archived episode. Go back and listen to yeah. Fast Fresh Burrito Ranking. But but hit us up and tell us your favorite Christmas movie or ones that not only Chris missed on the list but we missed. Get that Christmas. Oh, I, I see what you did right there. Man, that's the Detroit rapping that's in right. you. It's inherent. It's born. Rapping. In nurture versus nature, it's a little of both when you're from Detroit. R-A-P-P-I-N-G-W-R-A-P-P-I-N-G. Rapping the words around. <laughs> You've been waiting to use that on a podcast, I'm sure, for quite some time. I've been prepping for this one. For your whole life. Christmas. Are we going to have a rap? Everything joke? is anticlimactic from here on out. That's <laughs> right. This is my epic, my apex episode. That's right. So well, really let us know because we know folks that are out there listening will give us like like the past episodes, things we missed and, and movies that we can then, you know, comment on and talk about or maybe even see if we haven't seen them. Now, we still have a little bit of time. We've got a couple of weeks before we take a break for the holidays, but we wanted to make sure we did holidays. We wanted to make sure we did the Christmas list now so that if there were anything in here, <laughs> holidays, uh, Christmas nuts. <laughs> Uh, we, we wanted to make sure that you had a chance if you hadn't heard, like, watched some of these movies to go ahead and actually see them. So, yeah. So I thought it was a value. Yeah, see, um, I mean, that's part of the Christmas season. I mean, some people, what they call it, like, I can't remember now uh, what they what they call it, like, when you stay inside and you do, like, cozy stuff in the winter. Time. Yeah. You, like, stay indoors and you do. Yeah, it's like you hibernate in your yeah. house. Yeah. You get cabin fever. That's right. Sometimes because you're in there so much. Stream some films and, you know, get into the season. Tis the season. Don't be a Scrooge. Don't be a I like it. Don't be a Scrooge. There's, there was one other one. Uh, what was I thinking? I just, wa- oh, last year. No, was it last year or two years ago? This one This one is up there. Uh, one of my, maybe it's five, maybe it's six, but it's not on there. Remember Apple TV came out with Spirited. Spirited. Loved it. Yeah, Absolutely loved it. I thought about it when we Ryan were Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That one was so good. All you need to say too is Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, Christmas movie. And it's great. It's a good it's a good watch. So if you got Apple TV to stream, throw that one on there. I didn't put it in my top five, but it you know it's it, close it, to me. It's it's only a year old. There's no. a few Netflix ones too I, that that could easily make it in later. 
most of the Netflix ones that came out, they tried to tap into some of that hallmark, and that's why they, I think, very much are rom com. I can't remember the Christmas rom com. What's the like the Santa Claus one, um, where like the kids help Santa Claus, they get the match, they like, run away from home and flying the sled around. I'll remember the name of it. I don't know if I don't know if our producer engineer Biggie Biggie SF knows, but do you know the Netflix movie where they're what well, what did you say <laughs> that. The kids like run away and they end up helping Santa fly around in a sled. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Might as well look I it up. I mean, we have internets here. What that a Netflix strong, what a strong way to end the podcast. Yeah, this, we're gonna wait on you. We're not digressing. <laughs> we're digressing. If only they could see that we're recording from Mom's basement anyway. When Christmas be- Chronicles. Oh yeah, Christmas Chronicles. Pretty good. And, and, and here's one that my wife hated was she hated Jingle Jangle. By the way. Oh yeah, I she didn't like Jingle Jangle either. Yeah, Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, the other one was it was I think it was it was supposed to be like a rom com. What was the Operation Christmas Drop or something like that? And I've seen. Uh, I did watch that one, and it's like in Hawaii or something. Yeah, Kurt Russell Christmas Chronicles. I thought it was actually pretty good. I watched that. Yeah. Um, here's a couple while we're just digressing and wrapping up the show, and people are like, "Are they going to end or what?" Or rapping or rapping. Oh. It's a Christmas episode. <laughs> but but you know what's missed here? And I try to give this a shot every season, and I just don't get into it. I'm not a big Nutcracker fan, and I'm also not a big fan of the Polar Express. Uh, I've never liked the Polar Express. Yeah, does that make us bad, like, Christmas season guys? I guess so, but I'm okay with it. I can accept that and move on. Yeah, it's not on Chris's <laughs> list. It's not on our list, so... Get rid of it. We ought to do, hmm, I was going to say we could do Christmas songs coming up, but no, that's too. No, that's fun. We could do we that. We can do that. Yeah. Best okay. Christmas songs. I like it. Okay. Top 10. We got to write ours. We'll find a list, then we'll have ours. Can we do a special uh, Nachi rap, Christmas rap? Yes. You can we'll come up one. with something. Yeah. I, I know a kid that could lay down some sick beats too. Okay. So beats and the rhymes. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Good Take, Bad Take, and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you if we missed any. What did you say? What was the re- what was the the play on words you said? We missed a movie or something. See, I Chris missed it. Yeah, Chris missed. Chris missed it because Chris is the author of the list. Yeah, so Chris missed it, or we missed. Or it. yeah, or we missed Chris. It, let us it, know. We're here rapping and rapping. There, there it is. There it is. We'll end on that. All right. See you, everybody.